Deer Park, our official water sponsor of Jackson Talks, everybody. Deer Park. Hello. Uh, welcome to another episode of Jackson Talks, everybody. With me, your host, Jackson Stone. And I'm back with another episode with my best friends, the Jims. You guys probably know both of these guys from the last episode I have them on, had them on. We had a, a few more people here with us, but this time it's just them. We got my homeboy, Alex Robbins, and the one and only Cody Shero. How you guys doing? Welcome back. Thank you for having us. Oh. <laughs> so sincere. <laughs> the most sincere. You, right, yeah. Yeah, whatever. I know you're actually excited to be here. I don't know. It's a, tr- it's a true blessing, right? I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> I was going to say, just don't do Scott. Ooh. Look at the camera, but look at me. Say to the camera, but talk to me. Hi, I'm Jim. Hey, Jim. Jim, 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 Jim. Okay, anyway, so we are in uh, Philadelphia at a hotel in Philadelphia. We are a bit hungover um, because we are currently celebrating. This episode will come out sometime in March. Um, so you guys are listening to this. We are currently celebrating New Year's. Uh, last night was the 30th. Today's the 31st. We, uh, we have, we've had this tradition of celebrating New Year's together since we graduated college, right? Year five. So this is our fifth year of doing it. Uh, Cody joined us last year. This is his second year of doing it. Um, but it's been pretty, uh, it's been pretty awesome. Do you have a, a top New Year's story moment in the last five years? Oh man, I don't know. There's been a lot of good moments, some unforgettable, some things we can't remember. Um, but the last year was a hell of a year to start. Yeah, uh, we we got we got that good. was a wild year. Yeah. two nights of wild. Yeah, Cody. First, is your first time coming to Philadelphia last year, right? Yeah, and he was there for probably what forty eight hours. Yeah, if that. And didn't see a single part of the city. And was drunk for 40 of those hours. 40 of 48. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. I was still, I think, drunk when I was cabbing to the airport to fly home. Sheesh. <laughs> well, tonight will be... Uh, don't get a 9 a.m. flight after New Year's. Yeah, don't. You got to you gotta give yourself a little bit of a leeway. It's a tough one. Yeah, that was a tough one. Sheesh. But it was really fun. And we had our, uh, we had our homeboy Sam with us, who couldn't make it this year because he just joined the Marines, which is awesome. So he was only given so much time off um, and decided to go home to Oklahoma and spend that with his family for a little bit, which is obviously the right decision. Um, Because, yeah, because I think when he goes back, when he goes back to Virginia... At the end of this... In a couple days. Yeah, like January, like 9 or 10, for like another what? I think think this is his last week home. Okay. And he's back there for... Like a while. He has another, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the training is, but yeah. So he's a Marine. That's really cool. Yeah. We're fired up for him. Love you, Sam. Miss you. Um, you want to tell that story real quick? No. So last night, um, we were in a Uber on the way home, right back to the hotel. Um, me, Al, and our other buddy uh, named Alan were in the back seat. Alan. And Cody Shero was in the front seat, and we were like just pulling up to the hotel, like super, super close to the hotel. And Al, like I guess, just couldn't hold it in. And what happened? 
vomited. It was a play-by-play. Play. threw up. He vomited it. Like, in his hands, he tried to, like, catch it in his mouth, like, but then it, like, came out forcefully, and he, like, caught it in his hands, on his shirt, a little bit on Alan, and some on the window of the Uber. So, like, you know when you're about to throw up, you feel it, like, building in your throat? Like right. it's just sitting there, and uh-huh. it's heavy? Like, we were pulling up, and I was like, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. <laughs> and then I was like, I can't. <laughs> I just was like, fucking throw up, throw up, throw up, throw up. And I had to pay the Uber. For what's what's the total cost for that for the damn for cleanup costs? One hundred thirty-one sixty-six. Yeah, it was and, like a sixteen-dollar Uber ride. And he works for Uber too. You don't get a discount when you throw up in the. Do <laughs> <laughs> you think you'll still have a job come next week, dude? I fucking <laughs> I hope so. It's okay. We can curse on the show. I sure hope so. Who knows? Let's see. What do I have written down here on my notes? Oh yeah, we'll talk about. Okay, cool. Yeah. Wild New Year's man, it's crazy. I like celebrating. What's your memory? What's my your, your best one? I think my just like my favorite memory, or I don't know if it's a memory, but it's just like the overall idea that we continually make a point to see each other at least once a year. I think that's like it's not like that we party or we're it's a New Year's like whatever. It's that we're like this is it. We do this. This is important to us, and we're gonna make time. Um, to see each other at least once a year. We try to do every six months because we all live in, including our other friends that you saw in the last episode, uh, lives like everywhere, all different places. None of us are close to each other. So, I mean, I'm a bit close to Sam in Oklahoma, but I was living in Philly and he was still in Oklahoma and now he's in the Marines, so he's in Virginia, so now he's not close to me and I already moved back to Dallas. So like, we're just everywhere. So like, it's it's just tough. Like we see each other at least every six months, but we're usually not all together at the same time. Um, and that's just I think that's really special to me like you create these friendships in college and you lose touch with people or you know people have lives they get married they have kids different jobs and it's just really cool to to maintain these like really strong powerful relationships um, and to help each other through like tough situations and you know things we're going through in life I like I don't know that's the most important or special part of the New Year's tradition for me but why Philly why are we why are we in Philadelphia well, the idea always was you guys or whoever came to New Year's was going to come to wherever I lived. Okay. So year one, it was Dallas. Year two, it was Dallas. And then last year, or two years ago, it was the first time in Philly. And I was still living here in Philly. And then last year at Union Trust, the place we go to now every year, the third year, we decided that Philly now is the home of New Year's no matter where any of us lives. For the next 35 years. For the next years. one million years, you will see this group of gyms at Union Trust parting the night away at 72 years old. You're welcome, Union Trust, for the business. <laughs> the family may get bigger, but the original four or yeah. three will always be there. Maybe we'll have significant others. Maybe our kids will join the tradition. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Our children are allowed to come to <laughs> Well, uh, yeah. So that's what's special. So, yeah. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. What else? What, what else? What does it say on my notes? Sports. Sports. Oh, yeah. Old sport. So a lot of these uh, episodes are with like pro wrestlers and stuff, and the conversation kind of always runs into pro, pro wrestling, obviously. So I want to shy away from that, and I want to talk about something else that I'm interested in, and obviously something you guys know a lot about, which is sports. We all played baseball together in college, so obviously baseball is the number one sport. What do you guys, how do you guys think about the current product in MLB? You think, like, in terms of, uh, I'm talking about in terms of, like, attendance 
Do you think they're behind the times on social media trends? Um, do you think they should shorten the schedule? And who's the best player? I don't think they market their superstars that well. I don't think they do a good job of promoting the best players, whereas I think football and basketball do a great job. Yeah, absolutely, I agree. I don't think a lot of people would recognize Mike Trout in jeans and a hoodie. No, even though he's the best baseball player on the planet. I mean, granted that LeBron is 6'8", 6'9", however tall. And he does so much stuff outside of just being a pro athlete that right. I think it opens his, opens people's eyes to him more. Yeah. Um, Mike Trout doesn't... I know Mike Trout's like a really good guy. I don't know what he does in like his personal life or what he does with his money. That doesn't really, <clears throat> doesn't really matter, but... He's, he's not really, yeah, he's not really recognizable in terms of that regard. Yeah. But he's so good at baseball. That guy's ridiculous. Huh? That guy's ridiculous. He do, I mean, yeah. He, yeah, he's, yeah, he's really, really good. I, I think they should shorten the baseball season. I don't think you can at this point. But, I don't think you can at this point, yeah. No. I hate video replay. You hate video replay. I think it's good in some aspects, but I think human error is a part of the game. I think you like can nitpick every freaking thing. Yeah, a guy error. sliding over a bag that comes off the bag for a millisecond because that's just the natural path of your body. Right. Their golf bully was off the bag. I mean, okay, technically, yeah, but human fucking error. It's there's the thing. Lengths in the game. Yeah, human errors makes baseball unpredictable. The unpredictability makes baseball exciting. There were people I had never tagged out at second base on steals playing shortstop because you... You swipe. You swipe. You're out. It's the phantom tag. Yeah. But now they got away from that. I mean, because less, less people are watching the game of baseball than... It's not really America's pastime anymore, I don't think. But they're still going. But people are still going. I mean, 30,000 people to a game almost can, nightly. If you can still dish out a $300 million contract... And yeah, and contracts are only getting bigger. So Baseball's obviously, not hurting. yeah, financially, I think they're doing just fine. Did you see the thing about them trying to shut down some minor league teams? That's crazy. I did hear about that. Yeah, I don't think that's good. And minor leaguers should get paid way more money. That's such a rough. It's such a hard life, man. Yeah. For some of those guys, they're not even making minimum wage. Like the amount of time they're at the field, which is usually like a ten-hour day. Some of them don't aren't even playing if they're pitchers or if they're guys that don't start. Yeah. And they're at the field all day. They're on the road so much. The travel schedule is insane. It's by like bus most of the time. And they're not even making a minimum wage salary. Like they most of them have to get jobs in the off season while still training and trying to uh, make the team um, and stuff like that. It's really 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 hard. Um, but if you're chasing that dream and you're you're living that life, it's a grind. Um, and for some guys it pays off, um, but I think it's still really cool to be able to live in that journey and live in that moment. But I do think they should get paid more. You guys think so? I don't know. I don't work a full year. No. The off season not that long though. Yeah, I just, I'm not, I, mean, I don't know. I don't know if they should be paid more. Like why? Because they deserve it. But aren't they viewed as independent contractors or something crazy like that? So I'm you don't not. have to pay. It's like the whole Uber and Lyft thing. Right. They're not actual employees of the company. And that's why they can just make whatever they want. Oh, is that how Uber and Lyft work? Uh-huh. Oh. They're not actual employees of Uber, Lyft. They're independent contractors that they hire, essentially, whenever you log into the app. Uh-huh. So I don't know. I don't know if they should be paid more. I feel like that's a tough... That's a... That's a... 
sticky road to travel. Yeah, it's a tough question. Like that's uh, there's a lot of different angles you can yeah. look at that. Yeah, I mean, there's obviously yeah, there's so many different variables besides the fact that I'm just saying they should get paid more. Obviously, there's way more things. Sponsored by Deer Park, our water sponsor for Jackson Stone Talks. Everybody, it's just Jackson Talks. Everybody. Deer Park, our water sponsor, the best tasting water there is in Philadelphia. <laughs> Make sure you hydrate, bud. Never too much water, especially when it's from Deer Park, or water sponsor. <laughs> uh, so now we got our sponsorship out of the way. Thank you so much, Al. Yeah, sorry. No, it's good. Great job. That's a great plug. Really good. Thank you. It's a great plug. So um, when you're watching this, it'll be 2020, but we'll talk about your favorite sports moment of the decade. When? What's right your, now? What's your favorite sports moment of the decade? It's the Cubs. Cubs winning the World when Series. When the Cubs won the World Series is one of the happiest moments I've experienced. Of your whole life? My whole life. Because you've been a Cubs fan since before you were born? Yes. Because of your parents? Yes. Shout out to Allison. And we were there. You were at the game? We went to, I went to every playoff game besides one, and I was in Wrigleyville when they won. It was, it was That's incredible. incredible. Did you go to the parade? I went to the parade. How was the parade? I went to the Cubs convention after they won. Sick. It was, it's, I mean, granted, every time a team wins, it's pretty cool. The fact that they haven't done it for so long, and it's all this, like, built-up angst about them not winning. About the curse and whatever? Yeah. You think they'll win another one soon? No. No? I don't, frankly, I don't care. You've, you've seen one, you're good enough. You're good. They did it. That's yeah. all that matters. Yeah. Cody? Um, out of the whole time he was talking, I was sitting here trying to think of what what one I could come up with, and I'm still blanking on it. Yeah. Not winning the conference championship? Yeah, my favorite sports moment? It could yeah. be personal. Mine is definitely personal. It's not my favorite sports moment. Is it? You gotta pick one, dude. Not winning? What? <laughs> not winning a conference championship? How's that a favorite sports no, moment? No, you did no. win a conference championship. Yeah, winning. Okay. Oh, they said not winning it. No, I said winning it. We won a conference championship. Yeah. yeah, we did win a conference championship. That's that's not my favorite moment of the decade. I'm okay. trying to pick apart which one it might be. Go ahead on yours while I think. Um, I think playing in the regional my junior year of college and getting the first RBI ever for South Dakota State Jackrabbit in the NCAA tournament, regional baseball tournament. Yeah. Um, it's there forever. That's me forever. I think, forever. I think that's really that's really cool. Forever. Um, that whole experience was really cool. Even getting drug tested after the game was really cool. Because I'm P-Shy and it took me about an hour and a half. Yeah. Um, yeah, personally, that was cool. Um, I think seeing the San Francisco Giants win three World Series that's pretty incredible. was really cool. Because that's my hometown team. Uh, I used to when I lived in San Francisco. My dad and I used to go to the games all the time, um, and seeing that, seeing them basically win, not basically win three World Series championships in like six years, it was incredible. It was incredible for any team in any sport. So that was dope. Um, and then I think like being around and alive and watching LeBron James play is really cool because everyone talks about Michael Jordan. And I'm like, well, I didn't really actually physically see him play. So I'm in like the era of like seeing LeBron, the greatest, athlete, one of the greatest athletes of all time, like in his prime. Yeah, he's my athlete of the decade. Is he? Yeah. Yeah, he's incredible. I, he, he inspires me a lot. LeBron does. Um, 
but yeah. Dave's a freak of nature. Yeah. Yeah, he is. He's, he's unhuman. Um, I kind of got a two-parter. Yeah. The first one was I, growing up in New England, not being a Boston fan, but being a Yankee fan, I loved watching Derek Jeter. Mm. So I still remember sitting there watching the game when his last game to complete his last home game with a walk-off hit to right field in Derek Jeter fashion. Yeah. I think that was a cool moment for him and just for sports. Right. To kind of live out that. Just a classic moment. Mm-hmm. That's what he does and how he did it. Um, the other one is uh, is more on the personal side where uh, I got uh, some friends and ex-coaches from back home who over the last decade have been working really hard to bring baseball back to a university in Vermont that honestly I probably would have ended up going to had they not dropped the program. Sure. They dropped the program and Every year when I go home and visit, I'd sit down and eat with him. I'd go get breakfast on a Saturday morning, and we sit down for a couple hours and just talk baseball and just talk about how things are going out here and talk sports and life. And he's got a really cool story. I talked to him just last week before Christmas. Yeah. Just chit-chat with him. So kind of being able to watch how they are trying to bring sport that means so much to us and a lot of people across the country right, and the world back to a community that wants it to be there. That needs it and wants it. The coolest part about it is the stadium that they played in is called Centennial Field. Uh-huh. It is, if I'm, I might be mistaken, but it's, if not the oldest, one of the oldest ballparks in the entire country. Really? Yeah. Have you ever played there? Yeah, when they used to do the state championship game on that field. Um, this, the, the coach, his name's, we call him Skip Carter. Mm-hmm. He used to coach there. was a pitching coach there. He used to have, there was a minor league team affiliated there. They still play there. They're called the Lake Monsters. They used to be affiliated with the Expos mm-hmm. of Montreal. They're now affiliated with the, I think it's the Athletics. Um, but back when they were affiliated with the, uh, the Expos, Skip said that the greatest thing he's ever seen was Ken Griffey Jr. played there. Oh, shit. And... Ken Griffey Jr. stood at home plate, I think on one crow hop, and threw a ball from home plate over the center field fence, which was like 410 sure. or 405. Jeez. He said it was, it was, he still remembers it all the time. That's incredible. Yeah, Ken Griffey, uh, probably one of the most talented, just pure talented baseball players ever. Yeah. And super fun to watch also. Sweet swing. Yeah, beautiful swing. Majestic. Huh? Was what? <laughs> you think he's overrated? No, I didn't say that. I said underrated. I mean, Barry Bonds is still the best baseball player of all time, but... Who's the current best swing in baseball? Who's the current best swing? Yeah. Robinson Cano. Like, prettiest, or like... Robinson Cano. In your opinion. Mm-hmm. Robinson Cano. It's always... It's gonna. It's gotta be a left-handed person. I love Cody Bellinger's swing. Yeah. Uh... The improvements he made from that, the previous two years to this year... Yeah, they did. He kind of slowed down at the end, but Robinson Cano does have a really pretty swing. Robinson Cano, Yelich, smooth, smooth. Um, but obviously, yeah, those guys are really good, so that's why they have <clears throat> good swings. But what's next? What's next in the agenda? Youth sports talk. Oh yeah. What do you guys? What's your mm, okay? So okay. Mm, so there's like this thing. With use or with sports, it's like there's always like the mentality of like win at all costs. It's about winning. It's only about winning, or it's like everyone should be able to participate. Everyone should be able to play. 
like I what what are you guys thinking about? You played youth sports obviously growing up. What's the question? The question is, should it should youth sports more be about like the best players play? And if you're not, you just don't play. I think there needs to be a common ground. Or should everyone get to play? And it's all about like teamwork and participation and fun. Dude, that's another rocky slope to run down too. Personally, I think everybody should be able to play, but I don't think there should be freaking participation trophies. Right. I remember being a kid playing Little League Baseball where if you weren't one, two, or three, you didn't get anything. Right. Which made you want to go and play harder and, and get better sure. and work on things. Sure. My, fam- my, my folks didn't let me play T-ball because they don't want me to get discouraged with how much everything's changed. Yeah. And it was like, they didn't think I'd have fun with it. Oh. So they literally held me out of youth sports until I got old enough to play at a more competitive level. Sure. Want to call it that. I hate participation trophies. I'm probably not gonna, if my kid gets one, I'm gonna take it away from him. <laughs> Say, no, you can't have that. Go earn it. There's too much saturation in sports, youth sports. So you get both. You get the teams that always win and dominate, but you have these other teams that everyone plays. Right. I think there's there's a team for every type of kid now. I agree with I that. I agree with that. Where it used to be in-house, or like your park district, you'd play just to play, mm-hmm. and you'd have travel baseball where you play to win. I think that's just multiplied by tenfold, and you got a kid that just wants to, you just want to get him out of the house. You can, right, have some activity. You can find a team where he can play, you know he'll play. Right. Just if you have fun. a kid that wants to actually play to win, yeah, he you wants can to find that team yeah, too. Yeah, further that career. Yeah, I think there there's definitely a spot for everyone to be able to have fun and enjoy what they're doing. I think there's a lot of kids doing stuff right now they don't want to do because their parents pressure them to do it. Sure, yeah. I see that a lot. They're just, they're not into it, but dad wants to vicariously live through them. Right, that, that'll, that'll never change. That, that, that aspect of the father's... Yeah. I mean, usually the, the worst part about youth sports is the drive home with your dad. Not every parent, or not, it's not every parent does this, and it's not every dad. Sometimes it's a mom or whatever. But usually... Can you, you give me an example of a ride home? With after, me and my mom? Like, with you and your mom. Like, after, after you say you had, like, a bad game or something. She was... My mom was, uh, is the best mom ever. She was just, she's just a really, really passionate woman in terms of, like, me... And she, she wanted me to succeed so badly. It was never about her. Like, she, she was the best for her kids. She just wanted the yeah. best for me. And I never thought, I never thought of it. Her our rides home was her like telling me I had a bad game. It was never that. It was just like, she's. I don't know. I can only describe it as like, just, just app, this fucking passion for me and love for me and wanting me to be the best. Because I was very upfront. My parents were always upfront with me about like, if you want to do something, you do it, but you do it with hundred percent enthusiasm. And we'll support you no matter what. That's why it was really easy for me to step into pro wrestling. I never was like scared to tell them my dreams or yeah. this, this crazy idea that I had that I want to wrestle around in my underwear. They're like, yeah, let's let's do it. But if you're gonna do it, like go all you're in full throttle, yeah, you're gonna yeah. do it. Especially if I was on a team and I didn't like it or maybe I wasn't playing as much. My parents, I was like, I want to quit. I'm not playing. My parents were like, absolutely not. You signed up for this team. You committed. You're gonna finish the season out. And if you want to play, you gotta get better. And so everything my mom did for me, I vocalized to her. I was like, I want to get better at baseball. I love baseball. I want to try to play on this level. I want to make varsity. I want to play in college. And she always put, was pushing me towards that. Obviously, there were some days where I was like, man, I don't want to do this. 
because that's how everyone feels like some days are just bad like you have a bad game or some days you're hungover some days you're hungover and you go to practice you can't see the baseball and you take it in the chest and you take it in the chest you know um but that was with me and my mom like but obviously there's those fathers that didn't achieve what they wanted to achieve in with with their sport life and now they're taking it out on their kids or son daughter whatever and forcing them to play the sports they want to do yelling at them for having a bad game like but that's always going to be the case because you know can't there's nothing we can do about that I think I had some of the funniest like experience with that with my dad yeah like my dad I love my dad my dad loves me obviously sure yeah for sure and wants nothing other than to see you succeed and put everything into it like my parents used to get a ration of shit from other kids' parents. Yeah. Because it'd be after a little league game, and my dad would be hitting the ground balls on the field for like staying late at practice sure. and doing extra stuff. And they're like, "You're gonna burn him out." And they're like, "We're not." He asked us to do this. Right. Like we didn't. If he wants to do it, we're gonna do it with him. But I'm not gonna make him do it. Right. He they thought to. that they your were making. They thought they were making us do it. Sure. And then I mean, because uh, that does happen, you know. But I think that comes with the comes with the territory of the individual as well. Like I wanted to get better, mm-hmm. so I asked them to do that. Right. Like then you get the folks that that maybe that kid just is happy with what he's doing, but the dad wants him to be better, the mom wants him to be better, so they kind of drill into him. Sure. But like, I I have the funniest experiences with my dad because he's so honest and such a smartass that. Even through college, through everything, you know, you you go into a game and you that you go three for four with two doubles and a triple, and you make one error and you call him up after the game and he's talking to you and he's like, "Yeah, what happened on that error? Mm, right. like, what about this? What about all the other good <laughs> stuff I did? Yeah, he used to he used to every time they call me, um, like I was the greatest hitter, struck out a lot, didn't walk a lot. <laughs> I think I have like two career walks in four years in college." In about 200 k's. <laughs> hey, two more walks than a lot of people. Man. Yeah. My dad, my dad used to call me every time. Then he just answer the phone and go, "Cody with a K." <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. Oh uh, man, my dad. Yeah, it was mostly my mom who was like taking me all the sporting events. But when I got to college, my dad got super invested. He was like, "Oh, my kid's actually not bad." <laughs> so, uh, but I remember my freshman year, we were playing at. Uh, I want to say we were playing at Oral Roberts. So my parents drove in for the series. I didn't play a ton. I played quite a bit as a freshman. Um, but um, it was like a Sunday game. And I was I was rooming with two other seniors. And I, there was the time change was happening. And so we, we completely missed the bus. Missed the bus to get to the field. So one of the guys uh, called their mom, um, who was at the uh, uh, um where was she? At the, the, the hotel. Yeah, hotel. Wow. Words. That, that thing? Unbelievable. A place where you sleep. Holy shit. Uh, so she picked us up, took us to McDonald's, and then took us to the field. Um, but I didn't have any of, like, my... Um, I had my jersey and you my pants. I'm, I'm feeling really weird. I can't, like, get words out right now. Um, I had, like, my jersey and my pants, but I didn't have, like, my socks or my sliding shorts or anything. They were still on the bus. And my coach wouldn't let me get on the bus to get my stuff. He was like, no, you forgot it. You just got to sit here. And he was like, you're not going to play anyways. I was like, cool. I think we're down like 13 runs. We just got schlacked. It's like going into like the last inning. And coach comes over to me and goes, hey, if they bring in this right arm subby guy, you're going to get in that bat. I'm like, all right, cool. And my parents are there in the stands watching. 
righty sub guy comes in. My coach is like, hey, you're going to hit next inning. You're going to lead it off. I was like, sweet, dope. He comes up to me right before the inning starts, and he goes, hey, this guy's going to throw you a first pitch fastball. Be ready to go. I'm like, fuck, let's get it. Baby. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> let's get it. I'm about to hit this shit. So I get up to the plate. I'm ready to go. Thinking first pitch fastball is coming. Right down the right down right down the dick. Did not swing at all. Was like felt like I was frozen. I'm like, damn, should probably swung. Richie calls me over from third base. He goes, hey, same pitch is coming. Maybe try to swing this time. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, here we go. It's coming. Same pitch. Watch it go right by. Now it's 0-2. I'm like, holy shit, what am I doing out here? <laughs> so in my head, I'm like, I'm swinging. I'm swinging at this pitch. It's gonna come again. He throws a slider in the dirt. The ball goes like 30 feet. So I'm not even close to a strike. I swing. I walk back from the dugout, put my stuff away, and sit down. Um, I see my dad right after the game, and he goes, well, I'm really glad we drove three hours to see you play today. (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious. And then I told him that we missed the bus, and he was like, he he cracked out. It was really funny. So that's my dad. Legend. Big Papa. Big Papa Jim. Legend. What about your parents? Wasn't your mom who mostly took you to all this stuff? Yeah, they. I, I'm very fortunate. I have great parents. They took me to everything. Well, I'm an only child, so I benefited from no siblings. Right. Yeah. So they took me to do whatever I wanted to do for, I guess, baseball. Um, and I, I made my dad have issues throwing a baseball because of how upset I would get for not throwing strikes during batting practice. That he has the yips. <laughs> to this day, when we play catch, he has to throw like a dart. Really? <laughs> because he's so rattled from me growing up and screaming at him to throw strikes during batting. Aggressive, time. aggressive young Alex. I can yeah. see that so easily. Yeah. And you just getting pissed. And like it was, it's bad. He got to the point where he would like skip balls in from like fifteen feet away. Uh, I feel terrible that he's got the yips because of it. Poor Dave. But I lucked out. I mean, they drove. I don't. I think my mom missed one game my senior year. Amazing. So, yeah, I lucked my, out. My dad took off all of April and all of May, and into June my senior year of college. Damn. And just stayed in South Dakota and stayed at a campground in a tent with a dog. Really? Yeah. Just to watch you play. Just to follow me around senior year because he knew that was the last. That's really crazy. Which was awesome. It was the it was the most cool thing ever. Traveled to North Dakota. He traveled wherever we traveled. That's and we amazing. ended our year down in uh, Oral Roberts. Right. Oh, that's far. I mean, not ten hour drive, but yeah. The the older I get, or the later in life, uh, I cannot speak today, man. I'm just like, I'm really, I'm rattled right now. Anyways, we had breakfast at nine a.m. But the the more I grow up and you know stuff like that, the more I realize how like legit lucky I am to have the parents that I had and the same with you guys I think oh hell yeah because you look at the people who didn't have the best parents or didn't have the best upbringing and they still made something of themselves that shit to me is so incredible you know and so you are your parents no matter how much you're a product of your environment for sure but you you do have the power to change your environment it's just really hard but I, that's so lucky, so so lucky, yeah. and I start to realize that later on in life how appreciative and grateful I am for that for my parents for sure. And if you if you're a regular watcher of Jackson Talks, everybody or a listener, you probably saw the episode with my parents. 
which was an awesome episode. Uh, check that out if you haven't. Apple, Spotify, YouTube, subscribe, like, comment, whatever. Anyways, <clears throat> hashtag. Mm, I don't really want to talk about that. Mm. What else should we talk about, guys? You don't want to talk about number five there? No. Life? No. Let's talk about life. 2020 goals? Got any? Save money. Save money? For what? Life? A house? Yeah. Marriage? Yeah. Nice. That's everything. Too many goals. You have too many goals? Yeah. Tell me two of them. Well, two of them. Oh, my God. I'll you three of them. Okay, tell me three of them. The biggest one. Deer Park! Our official water sponsor of Jackson Talks, everybody. Everybody! We're going to hold hold this pose. Deer Park! The official water sponsor for Jackson Talks, everybody. One more time. Go ahead, Cody. We good? Yeah. No. Um, pay off the student loans. Oh, nice. Buy a house. Mm-hmm. Where? Find a way to get my ass to a gym. <laughs> oh, you're, you're uh, like you a... Like a GYM, not a JIM. You don't have to... Go to the gym and just just get my get. Just gotta get more active. You're just more active. Eat, I'm an active person. Just eat like healthy, you know. I hope Which I do a lot. I hope every every person who had the New Year's resolution of getting in better shape or getting healthier or going to the gym when you're watching this episode, as it's March, I hope you're still fucking crushing it and you're you're just doing it. You're doing it because it's really hard. It can be very 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 intimidating to go into a gym where you don't know kind of what you're doing and you feel uncomfortable, but just keep at it, keep going. It does get better. You will see progress. Things will change for the better. Just keep going, keep doing it. Whether it's at home, whether it's in a gym, whether you, you're going to spin class or you got a personal track, whatever it is, just keep doing it. It's it's helping, you're doing it. One of the best, best pieces of advice that helped me that I got was, um, from a guy I went to college with, his name is uh, Alex Robbins. Do you know him now? Do you know an Alex Robbins? Do you know an Alex Robbins? No. No? Damn. No. Tough. Hate to see it. Loud music. Ah! Loud music. Okay, what were you saying? What did, what did uh, that one guy, Alex Robbins, tell you? Loud music. Put music in, listen to your music. Oh, at the gym? Yeah. Shut everything else out. Yeah. That's definitely my place of like... Zen. Zen. It Like The Rock says, it anchors me. But Al, South Dakota. South Dakota. You want to buy a house in South Dakota? That's that's home. Forever? For the extended future. Well, your girlfriend doesn't live there. No, she lives in Minneapolis. Which is not that far. It's not that far, no. But. South Dakota. South Dakota, for now. I got a really good job. I got a lot of really good things going in that area. Positive. That's really positive. Positive vibes. I got a lot of, a lot of things set up pretty well. I do, however, have some planned hunting expeditions out into the Rockies that might keep me in the Rockies if it's if it's that nice. What are you going hunting? This fall. That's that's in the Rockies. Yeah, I think we're gonna go up to the. Uh, we'll probably end up being in the Bighorns. I don't know what that is. Bighorn Mountains. Oh, okay. South Still South Montana. Central Montana. Um. Doing some backpack elk hunting. Dad's coming out. Oh, yeah. Mom might even come out too. Some father, son, some father, son bonding. Bow, bow right? archery. Yeah. You're shooting a bow. Yep. You're like you're, you like the green arrow. Not quite. I'm better. 
You heard it here. I got three. I got three deer in my bow this year. If uh, so. if DC is looking to hire a new archer, hey, hey. Co- put Cody Cheryl on the line, bruh, bruh, bruh. Hit Jim up. Uh, Matthew's archery. Plug. Plug. Settle. Settle plug. Settle plug. Settle plug. Matthew's your hits up. I like those goals. Those are good. I have good goals. You're gonna crush them. Student loans is huge. Student loans. Yeah. Should be able to do. I'm hoping that I can also do that early, early in the year. <sighs> but you, um, yeah, I think 2020 is gonna be a really great year. Um, I just know it, it is a good year. We're already oh yeah, yeah, three months into 2020 is gonna be everything's gonna be sick. It's gonna be awesome. Um, well, that's the case. I already paid my student loans off. Huh? That's right. Shit. Yes. Hell yeah, Cody. Boom. I just want. I really just want to continue doing what I'm doing, like continue growing and expanding the You Are Love movement. I want it to just be like, this like nationally recognized mental health movement. Uh, obviously continue growing uh, as an independent professional wrestler. Um, you know, get Jackson Talks, everybody to be one of the best talk shows slash podcasts on the planet up there with, you know, Joe Rogan and them. I know that takes time. Um, and it's still in the infancy stages of it. I mean, we're only on whatever episode. It's probably like 16 or something. Um, but yeah, just continue like, you know, creating content that's like positive, loving, kind, stuff like that. You know, I just, yeah, just continue on this journey. Because in 2019, I feel like I found my purpose beyond just being a pro wrestler. Um, and it was a year of like growth, change, finding some perspective. Um, and yeah, I just want to continue those those good vibes in uh, in twenty twenty. So, you know. So for anybody watching this who wants to reach out to Jack to come do some sort of event to to push the UR love yeah. theme, how do they get a hold of you? Definitely trying to do as much speaking engagements as possible in twenty twenty. What's the best way to reach you? Yeah, what's the best way to reach you? Uh any social media DM. At Jackson Stone. Yeah. Underscore. Underscore, underscore is Twitter, obviously. And then Instagram DM, Facebook message me. Soon I'm gonna do like a, I'm gonna start a texting community. His cell I, phone number is hold on. <laughs> I'm gonna start a texting community, I think, because I wanna do an episode or a few episodes of Jackson Talks Everybody where uh, where basically the episode is called Everybody's Hotline, where I just do an episode, I sit down and I just get phone calls from fans uh, or people, re- people who wanna reach out and talk to me and we just have a real conversation, we get to know each other, we create genuine connection. Maybe I help them out. They help me out. And I think just like really creating a community through the, through what I'm trying to do is where that's headed. I'd like to do that. I'm still trying to figure out the details of that. But I think that's a big goal for me in 2020 as well. But yeah, just trying to, you know, live every day, be grateful for what's happening and try to make myself and everyone around me better. What about you, Alex? I don't know. I haven't put much thought into it. No? Into it. You got uh, you got about eleven and a half hours. Yeah, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a tight deadline. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna make it though. I think I can do it. We'll see. <sighs> Union Trust tonight. Union Trust. Hey, how kind of water are you drinking? Deer Park, our official water sponsor of Jackson Talks, everybody.
Deer Park. All right. Man, I'm going to tag Deer Park. So hard. So much stuff. Yeah. And they're going to send me loads of free water. <laughs> I mean. And it's 100% natural spring water. With 50.7 fluid ounces. It wow. Established in 1873. Crushing I mean, it. I mean, we're drinking a quart of water. A quart. A quart. Yeah. Hey, in 2020, drink more water. Deer Park. Yeah. <laughs> and make sure it's Deer Park. It's Jackson Stone approved. Yeah. I mean, if it's established in 1873. They got it, dude. I mean, how long for a while. Aquafina and what's the P1? Pasadena? What's the P1? What? The P1? Yeah. Golden Springs? No, the the P1 that Coke owns. What? The sun? No, I'm thinking of the sun. That's a, that starts with a D. I know exactly the one you're talking about too well. Um, but, uh... Yeah, we'll give a quick shout out to the rest of the gyms who aren't here. You saw them on the last episode. It said Sam's busy being a Marine. Uh, Tyler is currently um, in Colorado. In Colorado, but I think yeah. he's gonna. I think he's gonna move to Dallas and move to Dallas and gonna move into my home that I just bought. Homegirl Jesse, which wasn't on the episode, she was the one recording it. She's crushing it out in Phoenix. Um, That's in Arizona. Yes. Yeah. And then Scotty boys with. His wife, I think they're on. They're doing. I think they do like a some sort of camp gimmick for New Year's. I can't remember. I thought they go to Deadwood. I think they go to Deadwood. Yeah, they go to Deadwood too. Because it's um, Jenna's birthday. Yeah. So I think they all go. Oh, Jenna, you know her? Yeah. Cool. Same. We went to college with her. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. And then I have no idea what Nick Andrews is doing, but he's doing something in Seattle. Those are the uh, yeah, those are the other homies. Married at some point. Those are the other gyms doing whatever. Hopefully, we get to see, we all get to be together soon, but you never know. Um, it's a good episode. You guys got anything else you want to share, boys? No. Upcoming events? I'm hungry. <laughs> I hope we make it out of here tomorrow. Um, we're, yeah, I'm going to sign off from this episode. We have a big, fun, exciting night ahead of us at Union Trust. Probably gonna go get some grub right now at Reading Terminal across the street. Fucking pizza. Gonna get some pizza. Pizza. But uh, these are my best friends. Glad to have them on the show. Glad to be celebrating New Year's with them. All the love to you. Um, And uh, please don't do that. That's super weird. But whatever. You can touch me. Yeah, touch me. You cut that part out. Mm. (laughs) Do you ever think about how many people have stayed in this hotel room? So many. I was looking at you. You made the comment yesterday about. All of the people just walking around outside that you'll never know. Yeah. That's ridiculous. That is, yeah. Well, all those people are going to start watching Jackson Talks. How many people do you think have thrown up on themselves in this room? Well. Under over 100. Oh, under for sure. I think it's under. How many people have thrown up in Honda Odyssey Ubers? Hopefully that guy, that's the first time that guy's (laughs) I've I've thrown up in five Ubers. Oh my gosh. Aaron threw up in Oklahoma this year in the Uber. Al threw up in Philadelphia this year in the Uber. So you're next. I hold liquor. Oh, tough guy! I wait until no one's watching. And then you do I like a public display for my people. <laughs> I like a public display for my throw up. You guys have really expensive throw ups. Always, dude. Always. But I made Tyler, yeah, dude. I made Tyler pay for it in Oklahoma. 
He's like, yeah, bro, I got you. I sent him. I sent him money for. He him. told me that when I saw him. When I yeah. wrestled in Denver, I saw him, and he he uh, he told me that. This freaking guy throws up in an Uber and makes another guy pay for it. Tyler offered, dude. It's a better move. Yeah. So my God, I'm not gonna tell him no. Um. But uh, yeah, all love. Thanks for watching. Subscribe, like, follow, comment. Appreciate every one of you. Um, signing off. All love. Jackson talks everybody. Really gotta figure out what happened on my eye. Yeah. It's kind of a cool mark. I kind of look like Drew Brees. <laughs> right? Remember? You know Drew Brees? Someone, someone has a good right hook. Got you good. Yeah, probably the fucking ground. Probably